So we get asked this all the time about should we go to train in Spain? And I'm here with Nikhil Mohindra, who has recently come back from Alicante and having spent some time there training. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the benefits of training in Spain and why it's really good for people to do it, but also some of the things that they need to consider. And we're going to do uh, underrated, overrated, which is obviously the highlight of the episode. And then we'll finish with a, a community question. So, Nikhil, great to have you here. I think the last time we sat down and had a conversation like this was in the World Championships in yeah. Dubai. And since then, you've gone out to Spain, to Alicante, to, to do some training. So, yeah, how, how's that gone? Well, I, I, it's going amazing at the moment. And I made that decision after the, we had our conversation at the World Champs because being there, realising the level of all the other developing countries, for example, you have, like, France have always been at the top, and then you have Sweden, who is amazing. Then you have these upcoming countries like Finland, Denmark, and they're they're just their their levels improving so much. And I felt felt like I need to make this move. So about a week after the World Champs, I moved out. Um, managed to get everything sorted through the hard process of obtaining a visa, finding a, a place to stay. And yeah, at the moment I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's really uh, thorough, the training, training about four hours of paddle a day, three to four hours of paddle a day, doing about an hour of physical training in the gym and then also a bit of recovery. I mean, it was really apparent, wasn't it, in, in Dubai that the level was so strong in those other countries. And I remember having that conversation when we we're on our way back to the UK thinking, how on earth are we going to to train at that level, to, to how are we going to reach the level of Portugal, as an yeah. example, when we're in the UK, we don't have a lot of players, we don't have a lot of facilities, particularly now we're in the middle of winter, like, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to be training? And so I think, you know, for, for us in, in our situation here in the UK, it's, it's a good option, right, to, to organize uh, training there to, and stay for a period of time, yeah. compete in the tournaments. How, easy was it and and i know that you probably already had some contacts but how easy was it to to slot into or, or to find a training training regime there in in spain well fortunately for me i did have a contact out there which helped me organize it but to to slot in so i'm training at two places at the moment uh one of them is the bella paddle uh, center in alicante and then also at paddle an and that's with jordi minos um so Training at these places is absolutely fantastic. They've made me feel really welcome. I've managed to, I've, I've got a mix of training, so some basket training and also some group training with high level Spanish players. And I feel like they've really welcomed me and it's, it's, I feel that's a really, really typical Spanish thing to do is they're welcoming and yeah, I'm enjoying it at the moment. I, I think that's also common for all levels as well. Like we get a, a lot of beginner or intermediate players that want to go to Spain and experience the training in Spain. And, and actually, I think they, they take that approach at a lot of clubs. It, you know, whatever your level, they are happy to put you into a group and to, to find people to, to play with. And I think one of the major advantages of going to Spain is the number of players. Yeah. You know, here there's a handful of us that we could have a, a good match with, whereas there in Alicante, and Alicante is not one of the major paddle. It's not like a Madrid or a Barcelona or even Valencia, but it's it still has so many players that, that you can train with. No, exactly. Like, as you said, in, in England or in London, more specifically, maybe, this is not even an exaggeration, maybe we have eight players or even less. 
that we yeah, can that, it, that's generous yeah, I would say. yeah yeah that we can call up for a game and you go to alicante and and there's people everywhere and i'm not even joking you see people coming out the supermarket with a paddle bag on you see people doing a- anything like normal day-to-day life and they're and they've got a paddle bag on it's just so natural for them and the types of people i've played against i've played against some vets who Although they lack mobility, for example, they make up with it with the experience with the hand-eye coordination. Then I also played against 15, 16-year-olds, and and they, of course, they're, they're coming up, but they're they're learning the new style of paddle. It's not like the old style of paddle, mm. and it's and it's yeah the new that. aggressive style of physical and yeah exactly. And when you talk about competing, I think for me one of the the best reasons for like yourself or, or for a, an up-and-coming player to go to Spain is the competition. Yeah. I mean, they have such a good tournament structure in their regions don't they so you're in that that alicante mercia region right like yeah. and and you can enter a tournament almost every week and play high level every week right exactly every week there's, there's at least a couple of high level tournaments hmm. which if we're lucky we might get one a year in england where yeah. everyone's flying over but that's it's apparent there that's that is such a important aspect to growing the game and why their level is so high hmm. um, and also i think people don't appreciate the number of good players out there like you, you, you they see world paddle tour and you maybe watch world paddle tour from quarterfinals or last 16 onwards yeah. but you've got before that you've got the previa and then you've got pre-previa and you've got the guys in these regions that are amazing players that don't quite make it to previa so you've got i mean thousands of players yeah. in and around spain that you could could train like train with but also compete against absolutely i mean in in England, I normally win the tournaments here, and then I go to Spain, and I, I can't win the first round of qualifying. It's absolutely amazing the level there, and I don't think it's everyone says yeah, Spain has a good level, Spain has a great level, but it, it, at all ages, not even just the the prime age of twenty five to thirty five, it's like everyone yeah there. the vet i mean the vets level is so strong so <laughs> yeah. the, the older age groups and they they have the similar tournament structure for the older players as well and they yeah. also have it for the the youngsters and we you know through the through social media we have quite a lot of younger players that are wanting to to come up in whichever country it might be you know sweden finland belgium holland uk wherever it might be and i think that that competition or that level of competition is is really good to experience that almost as as soon as possible really no yeah exactly right i mean the the younger you get into competition the Mm. the better and you just get more used to it and it's totally different like in training you could no exaggeration you could hit bandekas like the top players in the world because you know you're waiting for it but it's that change when you're going into the match and you're having to move back from that volley and you're not waiting in the position you've just been hitting baskets for Mm. so yeah and you're in a regional tournament with a few hundred like yeah. fighters like they're there all to, yeah. to to win you know it's no there's no pushovers no, no exactly yeah. like playing in the tournament last week it, it was it's pretty brutal no one was giving you an mm. inch or anything so yeah and so how was the because obviously you mentioned you're training at two different clubs you said the competition is fantastic lots of good players what's the the, the structure like at these tournaments uh, sorry at these clubs you know how, how are you finding um, you know the organization and the facilities and, and everything that goes in a, a around that sure so uh, for me I, I've split it in a way that in the mornings I'm doing technical sessions with uh, Jordi Minos one of the ex best players in the world um, so uh, he'll be tweaking my bandeca for example turning the racket or, or whatever and then I would go in the evening to 
training with a group of players who are all around my age, similar age, and we'll be doing match play drills and kind of defend, defending versus attacking. And that's more like a match play scenario. And then at Bella, it's all kind of baskets. Um, we're sparring against some of the best players in the world. We're very fortunate to be, to be sparring against them. Um, I feel so. like I, I've been to the, the Bella once. I haven't been to, to Geordie's, but I, I feel like it's, um, it's a kind of recreational club, right? Like yeah. if you go, all the courts are recreational players. I haven't seen a lot of like high-level players, but the facility is, is fantastic. It's, you know, I think, is it 10, 11 courts? Yeah, I think and so, yeah. And a great gym and, and spa next to it. And, and the setup is, is great. And I think, you know, it sounds like you're getting a, a combination there. And, and I think it's a good indication of really also what the coaching is like. I mean, but, you know, the, the Spanish coaches are, are famous for baskets. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're getting a, a lot of those. Um, how are you finding the, the different training training methods well i'm quite fortunate to have had quite a few coaches while i've been playing paddle for a few years um but you can really tell the difference um for example with the coaches i have at the moment the small differences that they spot that i don't think anyone else would spot when i've been to for example um holland and had a coach there or or sweden you can tell these guys have been playing uh, in Spain. These coaches, you can tell they've been playing for a long, long time by the mm. way they explain things to you. Sometimes, of course, it's tough with the language barrier, but the way they demonstrate it to you, I think it's the difference of why Spain's so much better. Also, they've been playing a lot longer. But those small tweaks really, really make a difference. And how, how important is the language barrier? And, you know, because I, I know there are coaches where you go and they, they don't speak a word of English and... And that then communication is very, very difficult, yeah. difficult for you to understand. But then there's some that, you know, like Geordie, for example, his English is, is decent and he can explain, you know, what, what, what he's trying to get across. But how important is it that you find a coach that speaks English? Of course, I think that's it's it is important in a way if if you I, I feel I understand paddle quite, quite a lot in a way to hit a shot, not to the level, of course, of professionals, but. The language barrier is obviously quite a big problem at the moment. They're having to explain it to the English players and then spend another two minutes explaining it to me. So it does take up a big chunk of the session mm. trying to demonstrate and explain the drills we're trying to do. But I think there's an advantage as well for me personally. I, I want to learn Spanish. So I feel... In That's the, a good way to do it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't have an option. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's obviously tough, but I don't think... There's a way around it. When you want to train with the best, you've got to adapt to them. Yeah. So. And so what would you say to to players that are maybe in their country? Because, you know, this is listened by people around the world and they want, they want to improve. Do they need to go to Spain in order to, to commit? And I, I'm talking a, a, a kind of recreational but competitive level. So they're probably playing in their local club competitions or, or regions. Do, do they need to go to Spain? I feel... It, it's dependent on your aspirations in paddle. If you're wanting to go to the next level, if you're wanting to compete on an international uh, tournament and international level, then I think it's a necessary step because everyone there in the paddle community has a good level, uh, depending on where you go in Spain. But if you're if you're more playing on a rec recreational level, then yes, it'll be, it's good to go for a week to to go and experience the new level. But 
a lot of it in Spain is basket feedings, which I feel you can achieve in your own, in your hometown. But I, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, I think it's good. It would be good to go to experience and to, to see all the level and to see all the players and, and almost submerse yourself in, in a paddle environment. Um, but I, I also feel like the, the coaching there, like you say, it's baskets, but it's, you know, you can find some good coaches there and, you you know, if you know who to look for and, and where they are, you can actually find someone that's going to make a big difference to your game. But you mm. can also end up essentially, you know, with a ball machine and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, and do the same thing in your own in your own club, in your own location. So I think it, it's almost treating it as a learning experience and then going back to wh- whichever country and whichever club you're in and saying, right, here's how I want to, yeah. to adapt. Because... For me, the the massive benefit of going to Spain for for yourself and and Tom is is also there is to like play high level competition, have yeah. lots of players to play against, and you know it's we haven't even talked about it, but it, it's it's cheap compared yeah, yeah, to yeah. a lot of countries. So Definitely. you know these sessions are cheap, court rentals are cheap, the equipment is is cheaper, and so you know you can go and get all of that that paddle experience under your belt, yeah. and very soon you know other countries will have coaches at or if not above that level soon anyway i think yeah no absolutely like for example in london here we're, we're paying you can pay up to like 85 pounds or 90 pounds just for a game for four of you and you go to spain and and i'm training with some of the world's best and i'm paying a third of that and for the court rental for for the lesson and it, yeah the, the prices in spain definitely are a big advantage so how, how would you advise someone if they want to go and train in Spain and again we'll assume they're competitive but a, a recreational player maybe an intermediate level for example how should they go about like f- setting up this training in Spain what should they look for I put you on the spot there so <laughs> you probably weren't planning for that yeah um well I feel they should look for a mix of match play and baskets for example experience like I mentioned before experience the different types of players play against players you you never played against before and also different techniques different styles because yes it's great playing against your friends every week but you know if the ball goes there I know what they're going to do with it so I feel like if you do make the trip definitely look to to incorporate match play and and some basket play into your into your game so I think if if we break that down as a process it's almost find a a city that you want to go to probably Mm -hmm. and you know, Madrid, Barcelona are the, are the two top paddle locations. You've yeah. then got Valencia and you've got like the coast, like Marbella area. Then you've got Alicante as well. And yeah. I mean, to be honest, the majority of, of big cities in Spain will have some kind of academies and yeah, set yeah, up. Yeah. So identify probably where you want to go and then look at the, the clubs in that area. And a good indication is if they've got a, a website or an Instagram page or, or something like that that has a bit of English on it, yeah. that, that's a help because... Yeah. If you are going and you don't speak fluent Spanish, you need at least some support with the the English side. And then going to the representative, whoever that might be. And some of these academies have, you know, international clinics specifically set up for those that want to come. And, And others, it might just be a question of speaking to the head coach and seeing if you can arrange it. And then you want to plan your session with a mix of, like you say, match play, yeah. um, some some coach training time and and you know, with different people, like you say, I mean, that, that, that's so key. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly what you said. Find a place where you like. And for me, a big thing is 
being able to look at them on social medias and looking at proof that they what they've done, who they've had there, or or what their kind of program is. For me, that's very important. Otherwise, if they didn't have any sort of thing I could like associate myself with or similarities on Instagram or Facebook, I I don't think I would find it comfortable going there just because I know nothing about it. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think for you as well, it's slightly different. You're looking for people that have experience training world paddle tour players or, or high level mm-hmm. players. I think for the majority it's it's probably about looking at you know good organizers which is really difficult like and and i've done many trips to spain and some have been good and some have been very much like they change the court times at the last minute the coach turns up late they don't come you know the right equipment they come to the wrong court (laughs) you know like this stuff for me but me personally is really really important i'm someone who likes organization and so you can already tell that once you start communicating with a club and if they start changing price or dates or days or coaches, it, yeah. it immediately is a sign that probably when you get there, it's going to be a bit disorganized. Right? right? Yeah. And, it, and then it affects your schedule for the week or the day. Mm. And it, yeah, it, it's frustrating yeah. really, isn't it? Um, so, but all of that you can organize from afar. Like you yeah. don't, you know, you, the, the beauty now is you can organize that through Instagram messenger, for example, yeah, or, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. you want. And um, so, Let's let's talk about overrated, underrated. So yeah. if I'm a, a player that wants to go out and train Spain, what would you say is overrated? Or let's start with underrated. Let's start with the, you know, the positive first. What's underrated about Spain that you think, wow, that's awesome? For me, it's definitely the, the costs of everything, like the equipment mm-hmm. and also the coaching fees and, and the club fees. I, I think that's so beneficial for a customer going there compared to other European countries such as us, uh, England or Sweden, where the prices are quite high, but it's a lot more affordable there and you get to train with the world's best or at the world's uh, most experienced clubs where they've had a lot of players there. I think that's one of the best things. And it it ties in with accessibility as well, right? Like, uh, you know, now, if whatever it is, if you want to book a court or a lesson or even order a pair of shoes or a racket, you know, for us now, like... It's not. It's not so easy. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there there will be probably a, a waiting list for, for for the coach, or there'll be. Yeah. You know, the court is booked up, and but in Spain, it feels like you know you drive down the road and there's like a paddle <laughs> club every kilometre, yeah, yeah, and yeah, most yeah. of them have a shop which has lots of equipment, so you can go in and, and immediately have access to courts, coaches, equipment. Like uh, uh, that's one of the things I love about going to Spain is is having all of that like on your doorstep yeah. essentially so many options for you to to play and get so much equipment everywhere in spain mm-hmm. so yeah definitely one of the best things and what would be your overrated i suppose when we say overrated it's something that people should almost really consider when they're making the booking or they're, they're planning like what what is one thing that loads of people think is going to be great that they really need to consider carefully i think for me uh, the biggest difference was the actual like quality or surrounding of the majority of clubs in Spain Mm. because um, in England we don't have that many clubs but I've been to for example again Sweden or or any like Holland and the clubs are of such a fantastic standard and they're exceptional uh, amazing facilities got a really nice cafe high roofs great quality courts whereas in Spain of course it's been around a lot longer so perhaps more due to wear and tear but it's a lot more closed in, really like, uh, just just like kind of 
Yeah, it's kind of the bare bones, isn't it? Exactly, I mean, yeah. They've got courts there, and, and I know exactly what you mean. They'll have a, you know, a, a kind of bog stand and change room or toilet, and then yeah. it'll have, like, a coffee machine or, yeah, 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 or yeah. a vending machine, and that'll be it. Like, it's... Uh, it's yeah. not much to a social aspect in the majority of the clubs. It's, mm. you, you, play, you, you play your game and you're out. Yeah, Whereas, which is weird, isn't it? Because the Spanish are so sociable, yeah. like, you know, and, and like we're not talking about all clubs because no, we no, know no. some clubs have, you know, little tapas evenings and you go yeah, and you have yeah, a beer yeah. and you play, and then which is fantastic. But generally speaking, it is like that, isn't it? And it's yeah. uh, it, it's funny looking in Sweden. It was also a bit like that in Sweden, but partly because of that boom through COVID that yeah. everyone just put in clubs without thinking about the surroundings and. Yeah. And now that they're obviously having to reconsider, but yeah, for me, a, a, alongside that is as overrated is the organisation. In my mind, especially from a, a tennis background of being involved with federations in tennis and and kind of coaching on ATP and WTA soars, you expect when you go to Spain that you're going to see like the highest level of professionalism when it comes to you know academies and and the organisation around it, and and yeah. that was for me really surprising to go and. You know, the the setup is is not as you would expect, and and I think if you're going to Spain or you're considering going to Spain, you have to be really like on it with, you know, this is when I'm playing on this day, this yeah. is where I'm going, this is who I'm doing it with, and you need to be the organizer because I feel like the academies and the clubs generally, um, and this is a generalization. Again, yeah. it's not all clubs. There are some very good ones in Spain, but generally speaking, it's all a little bit like last minute isn't it and and yeah. you know yeah we'll we'll sort that out for you but it's not not urgent no exactly yeah um <clears throat> so you just got to make sure to have your yourself organized before you start before it starts getting muddled up and and yeah mm. you start losing out on sessions or whatever yeah and so we'll finish with a, a question from our community and and i've got this question in my mind because i, I get asked it all the time is like they I, I want to go to spain where should i go Oof, yeah there you go if you could just answer that quickly <laughs> <laughs> um well as mentioned earlier i feel like find a place that you like as you mentioned um and for me i've always gone to either madrid or barcelona or alicante so there's three places for me but i think it, I, i'm gonna interrupt you there sorry yeah. but is like i think that's important to say like don't you know, don't always go back to the same place. Like, if mm -hmm. you'd always just gone to Alicante, you wouldn't have experienced in Madrid or yeah. Barcelona. And I, I feel like when you're choosing a place, you will get so much experience from from going to one city and one club and uh, or, or several in one city and then going to another in another city. And yeah. I, I feel like if you're going, like we said earlier, for the experience of seeing what, you know, the situation, the community is like, and you want to submerse yourself, then I actually think it's quite good to go, you know, four days here and then four days here, yeah. and four, you know, and, and, and see what it's like, because you're now you're talking about doing two clubs that are near each other in Alicante and your experience from both is completely different. Yeah. So I think that's important, you know, but mm -hmm. like as an aspect to, to, when, when people do this choose a city and find a few different academies and yeah. experience your time in 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 them yeah absolutely then you can find the best of, of all the worlds that you go to so perhaps go to different clubs in an area or or like you said spend a few days here a few days there to really find out what you like because everyone obviously has have different preferences so mm. yeah i think that's a good way and and just to finish you'll be going back 
probably at the start of the new year. Yeah. Um, what would what are your what are your short term goals for going back? Like what are you what are you focusing on? So the short term goals, and I'm not talking technique, but more like you know in your within your paddle. Sure. So um, as in my skills, or yeah, like or or competitions or what what do you want what do you what do you want your game like what transformation do you want your game to have so i think what i lack the most is my physicality so i definitely want to work on my physical attributes such as my speed and my strength i feel like if i add a little bit of strength to my game it'll bring my level up a lot and so i can maintain my position in the great britain team and also travel and play a lot more FIPS in the 2023 season because in the previous year I, I played perhaps two or three mm. and of course that shows in the World Championships when you're playing against these guys who are playing in and out every week so I've got to got to be able to travel and play as many FIPS as possible that's my main goal and not just training 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 because you can train and be the best player in training but you convert that into a competition a whole different uh, ball game because everything changes as I mentioned earlier so yeah got to play a lot more competition this year next year perfect well Nicole as always an absolute pleasure <laughs> no, thanks for having me <laughs>